0: Welcome to the club, ladies. The one that no one wants to join, the Divorce Club. I have some good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hi, y'all. Today's podcast is the first in a series of success stories after divorce. In this episode, my special guest shares her path to find her husband and the joys of being happily remarried. Hi, welcome to Joy in the Journey with Jen. Today, I am interviewing a beautiful friend of mine who is going to share her remarriage success story. Today, I am bringing you Rebecca Cottle and she will share her story of getting divorced and how she met her husband and is happily remarried and some things that she learned along the way. So welcome, Rebecca.
1: Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Oh sure. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit about your experience and you know your journey. And um, so let's start by why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you're up to these days?
1: Okay, sure. Um, well, I'm originally from South Carolina, but I'm currently living in Maryland and um, I've been married to my wonderful husband Ben for about six years. And, um, we have two girls, a five-year-old and, um, three-year-old and a brand new puppy. So life is is a little crazy, but such in a beautiful way, crazy in a beautiful way. So yeah, I'm a stay at home mom right now. So I'm just enjoying just being with these girls, just enjoying life.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. How awesome. Sure. Okay. Well, tell us just a little bit about your past, your history, about your first marriage and how it ended and, you know, what happened.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. So really kind of a a storybook romance, I guess we will. Um, We were um, high school sweethearts. Um, He was my best friend. Um, We had known each other for years and years and I got married and I thought everything was awesome. Just, we had a great marriage. So I thought um, I was putting him through school and working and just enjoying you know, those early married years. And then the night before he was um, scheduled to graduate from physical therapy school, he told me that uh, he had not been in physical therapy school <laughs> for the last number of years. and um, And from that night, going on, I realized more and more lies and deceit that he had been actually covering up for the previous four years. He had never been, never been in physical therapy school. had never even graduated with his undergrad degree and just more and more lies and deceit over those. I had no idea really what he had been doing for those four years. Um, he, I discovered he had had addictions to pornography, gambling. A host of other issues that came out and um just really as one just in um and disbelief that this could be happening to me who thought I had this great marriage um but I kind of woke up with all these shattered pieces of my life not knowing like (laughs) what to do you know where do I where do I go next um we um tried counseling and you know, working, trying to work through, obviously the addictions that he was dealing with, um, he unfortunately did not want to change. And, um, as I began to realize that he was still continuing to lie and to do, to do those deceitful things, um, we got separated and ultimately divorced. And that was a dark, it was a dark place. It was a dark time. Uh, as a works for anyone. Um, like I said, it was like, um, I felt like my life was just shattered in all these empty pieces, like all these pieces. I'm just looking at the floor, like that used to be my life. <laughs> I, I didn't even know like how to identify myself anymore as a divorced woman. And so there I was, <laughs> <Just> well, <true.
0: laughs> I I can definitely relate to that. And I know so many women can, when the reality comes to the surface and the truth of what's been happening that you weren't aware of for so long, it's such a shock. And it's so, um, like you said, you have to figure out who you are at that point because mm-hmm. your marriage is ending and you realize I'm going I'm going to get a divorce and what now? And I agree with you. It's a, it's a tough time, but we, you persevered and so did I. And thankfully
1: (laughs) you can do it. it.
0: That's what we do. We persevere. Okay. So someone who's been through divorce might feel jaded about getting into another relationship. When you, you know, realized you were getting a divorce and were newly divorced, did you think you would remarry? And what were some of the thoughts about remarrying that you had to work through?
1: Absolutely. I wanted, I wanted to get remarried. I wanted a family. And that had been my, my lifelong goal, you know, was to, have to be married and have kids. Um, but I was very leery to get back into dating, having, uh, a lot of trust issues. Um, because I thought I knew that person so well, we were married for six years and I thought I knew him and we had grown up together, you know? And so getting back into the dating world was so scary, but I knew I had to do it. (laughs) It took me a long time. Like I was, my divorce was final for over a year before I even went on my first date. So it, it wasn't something that I, I wanted to rush into and felt like I needed to rush into. I needed for me personally, I needed more time to kind of find myself and kind of figure out who I was before I put myself back out there and to feel more confident that I could learn to trust again. That was it was a long process. And and a process to, to learn to forgive too. I think that was a whole process. And once I could really forgive and let go of that. That's when I feel like I could move on. And it took me, you know, it took me years (laughs) to work through all that before I felt like I could get back into a a new relationship.
0: That's so good. I think that's so important. I counsel many women about that, taking that time. And for some people, it's a year for some people, it can be more, many more, but I think it's so important to take that time and heal and just be with yourself, figure out who you are again, and then move forward. So good right. for you. Good for you. Right. Yeah. Okay. So from the time that you first started, like after you worked through that process and then you first got out into the dating world until the time that you met your husband, kind of explain a little bit about that process and what happened in that time. How were you different when you first started dating after your divorce than when you met well, your husband? I-
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, you know, it's so interesting. My husband and I, you know, now we talk about um, all the things that we went through to get us to the point where we were able to meet each other and, you know, open up and fall in love. And we both went through things. We both had trust issues. We both went through no things, but it, uh, we both agree that we would not have been able to be compatible had we not been through what we both went through because it it changed us it changed us in in all kinds of ways right um but it helped us to open it opened our hearts up to um looking outside of of kind of the mold that maybe we had set in our younger years mm-hmm. and um and so I don't I don't think that Ben and I would have really been compatible. Had we not gone through what we went through and, and God works all those things for our good. Right. And, um, I, I remember so many times when I was going through my divorce and then starting to date, I I felt really, you just kind of feel hopeless, (laughs) you know, because you're just walking along and you're like, is this ever going to happen? And and, you know, I remember my mom telling me, well, Rebecca, you're never gonna meet somebody sitting on your couch at home. And I was like, Well, that's true. <laughs> like you gotta put yourself back out there, you know? Because so I don't want true. to at first, but but you have to, you know, you have to like just kind of start out there. And the other thing that really that helped me is something my grandma told me and she said, The happiest years are still ahead of you. And oh. I like clung to that I really did because I needed that hope that because those were dark days you know there was a lot of days where you just feel like it's it's never going to be different I'm still going to be here at the same job I'm still going to be single I'm still going to be you know there Mm. were so many times where you just feel like nothing is ever going to be different but I clung to that that my happiest days were still ahead of me and that's so true and now looking back years later I absolutely believe that, but we have, you just have to, you have to hold on to that hope and you have to put yourself out there and just keep at it and keep at it. I mean, I dated different guys, you know, Mm -hmm. after my eyes were wide open, I asked a lot, you know, there was a lot more questions, you know, and a lot more open communication than I ever had dating when I was younger. I was much more straightforward Mm -hmm. and just like asking questions like, Have you done this? Do you do that? You know, just very much like no nonsense. I was tired of playing games. You know, it was kind of like when you're young, you're Mm -hmm. playing, you know, in the dating, it's a little different. But the next time around, and it was just very, you know, you know, more what you're looking for, I think, having gone through something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love what you shared about having hope that your best days are ahead. I think that is so important. It's true. We have to have a vision of the life that we want to have after we're divorced so that we can work towards it. We can create it. And that vision gives you hope. And I love that you did that. That's awesome. Yeah. That great. It gets insight. you through
1: those hardest. Yeah. It gets you through those hardest days. I think if you can just say, you know what, it's not always going to be like this. It's going, it will be different. We just have to keep moving forward. And it might just be a day at a time, that you're like, okay, let me just get through this day. (laughs) But you just keep putting your foot one foot in front of the other. And eventually, you know, you find yourself moving forward again.
0: That's awesome. Okay. You mentioned that um, you were different dating the second time around and you were much more serious minded and focused on finding out, you know, answers to questions that you had. Did you have any other relationships before you met your husband and, and did those help you? Like, what were those like? Um, What did you learn from them?
1: I did. I, I did. I dated, a I dated a few different guys um, before I met Ben, nothing too serious, but I, I realized pretty early on that that wasn't what I wanted. And so, you know, where I was able to say, okay, I recognize that's not what I want and move forward. And one relationship in particular, he was very wishy-washy. And I realized like, that's not what I need. (laughs) I need a guy that is going to pursue me like nobody. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, so I I I could recognize more just easier what I was looking for. And when I didn't find it, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna settle. Like I am gonna keep going until I find what I'm looking for. And when I met Ben, he he just pursued. Like he would, he knew that I had, you know, as we started getting to know each other, he knew that I had trust issues. And he when he um said he was gonna do something, he did it. And I knew I could count on him. It was a long distance relationship. um, And he was busy, was working full time, going to school full time. So he was, he was very busy, but he called me every single night. Like when he said he was going to do something, it was, he did it. He followed through. And even if it was just to say, Hey, I'm so busy. I'm on my way to whatever. How was your day? Even if it was a two minute conversation, but it was that, like, I knew that he was serious. You know, it was yeah. a totally different feel when I met him than it was with the previous relationships.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's awesome. I love that you set your standards and you were willing to wait until you found the right person who was going to respond in the way you needed. He followed through mm-hmm. on commitments and you moved on when someone didn't, and you were like, I'm not wasting my time here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I love it.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Well tell us your love story. How did you meet Ben and how did you decide to marry him?
1: Yes. So, um, so like I said, living in South Carolina, there weren't a whole lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. that kind of had already gone through all of the, any, any (laughs) eligible men, you know, had, um, so I knew I needed to branch out a little bit. And um, so a friend of mine lived in the DC area at the time. And she emailed me about a mid singles conference um, that they were hosting mm-hmm. in Washington, DC. And at first I was like, Ooh, I did not want to go to the mid singles conference. <laughs> scary, right? You know, yes. you're like, ah. um, but I was like, you know what? Like it's, I need to branch out. I need to put myself out there and I'm going to do it. And I thankfully I convinced my sister who was also single at the time. She was living in Texas. We both flew in to DC yeah. and went together. So at least I didn't have to do it by myself, but, um, hmm. but yes. Yeah, so we just went to this mid singles conference and there were hundreds, There was like 500 mid singles, wow. um, at this conference. It was incredible. And it was just, and that alone gave me so much hope, Jen. It was yeah. like, To say like that there, and they were good, like good Christian people, you know, that just wanted, they, they wanted to have a good time, but they wanted to do it in the right way and loved God. And just, it just gave me so much hope. And, um, so, um, as the conference went on, you know, I talked to different people and that kind of thing, but but it wasn't until Friday night, they had a big, they had a big gala at the French embassy and it was so funny. Yeah. Was so funny. It all dressed up and they had dinner yes. and, and all that. And um, so Ben came up to me because it was at the French embassy and the French ambassador was going to speak to us. They had heightened security. And so some people were able to bring cell phones in, but I had left mine in the car and Ben had left his in the car. He wanted to get my phone number, but we didn't. I didn't even have. We didn't even have a pen. You know, it was like you don't have your cell phone. You don't have anything. Yeah. And he was like, "I'd love to get your phone number." And um, anyways, he went up to some guy he didn't even know, got his phone, and had me text to Ben to himself my phone number.
0: <laughs> I love so it. So I was like, "Oh, okay." This guy, like, like he's resourceful. You know, he's resourceful. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> he's gonna get it. If he wants something, he's gonna do it.
0: Yeah. anyways um
1: so he texted me um that that Monday morning. He texted me and was like, "Hey, how long are you in DC for?" um because Ben was Ben was from Maryland. He knew I was from South Carolina and I told him, "Oh, I'm flying back, you know, today. I have to fly back. When are you coming back to DC?" Like already, like very like and I was like, oh I have no idea." But anyways, then we started texting, we started talking like I said every night. We he called and it was some conversations were a couple hours, you know, where we could really get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what I loved. Long distance is is a horrible way to do things. (laughs) (laughs) But for us, honestly, it actually worked out because he was so busy Mm
0: -hmm. with
1: school and work. And and he had said that that a lot of times as and he started to date and then he didn't ask somebody back out for a month. There were like This guy's not interested, but he just really didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was fine because a phone call was enough. And then um, we saw each other like once a month. Like I would fly up to see him. He came to South Carolina to see me, and and it was just it was very natural. Like when I saw him the next time at the airport, he picked me up, and like walking, like when I saw him walking towards me, like my heart just like did this pitter patter and he just, and, you know, you're nervous and you're just like, what's going to happen. He just came up and grabbed me in this big hug Aww. and like all, I was just like, wow. Like he, it was just, it was amazing, you know, because I, I, then I knew like God is working this all out, you Aww. know, for, for us to meet out of 500 people well, for us to meet from a girl from South Carolina a girl um, and a guy from Maryland to put us together And then to even meet out of that, all those 500 people at the conference, like Mm -hmm. God has a hand in it and, you know, and kind of the rest was history, (laughs) as you say, but, um, it was just, yeah, it was just a matter of months. Honestly, we, like I said, we both had had lots of different relationships. And so when we, um, when we found each other, we recognized what we, what he had found and how rare that was and so we met in October and we got married the next June now that doesn't have to always happen so fast but for us you know the long distance thing it just felt right for me to you know to move up to Maryland and you know we got married and it was just it was just we knew that that God had brought us together
0: It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love <laughs> this. is my favorite part. I love hearing that and seeing that. I and know. oh, it's so wonderful. Well, hopefully your second marriage is a lot better than your first. Um, how is Absolutely. it better? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It feels totally
1: different, Jen, than my first. I mean, it is like I thought, like I said, when I was married, I was, you know, I was young, my first marriage but I thought I had a, I thought I had a good marriage, you know, um, but looking back now that I have this to compare it to, it would, it is so night and day different. And I think number one, um, trust, I mean, that is what relationships are built on, right. Is trust. And if you don't have that foundation and I was, you know, I was so ignorant, naive, mm-hmm. what at blind, whatever. And, and my first husband that i a great, who is a master manipulator to be able to, you know, make everything feel like it was fine. But if you don't have trust, you, you cannot have, you can't have a relationship. And that's what I, that's what I've learned. And with Ben, he's, he's honest. He is the most patient man I have ever met. And the communication is there, you know what I'm saying on, from not just on, on my end, But on his end, too, it's got to be from both of us, because obviously our marriage is not perfect. (laughs) We have a wonderful life together, but no marriage is perfect. I'm, you know, far from perfect, but but we're working together. We have the same goals and we're both pulling together to accomplish that. And that is the biggest difference, right? Because my first marriage, I was the only one Mm pulling. And I, and I couldn't do it alone as hard as I was trying to drag him along and, and help him to change. I couldn't make him change. Mm-hmm. He had to do that for himself. And so this time we're both working together with the, you know, a common goal in mind. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so different. Oh, this time around. It's so different. I
0: love it. It's yeah. so wonderful to hear and see and, Oh, I love it. I'm so happy for you. Okay. So one last question, if you could go back and give yourself like a word of advice on the day you were divorced, that's a hard day. I know, I know that. And I know, you know, that that's a hard day. And if you could give yourself advice that day, what would it be?
1: Well, the, the hope, I mean, I would go back to hanging there this is this is the this is the lowest this is your lowest point <laughs> and everything else is going to start going up like now that you've gotten this finalized you are going to be starting it might be a slow incline <laughs> but you are going to start climbing back out of this hole and and to also tell myself that that this, everything that you're going through now is going to make you a stronger, better version of yourself. Like you don't feel it now and you, you don't get that. But when you can look back and see this bigger picture, you're going to realize that everything that you went through is going to help you in, in so many ways to be a better wife the next time around, to be a better mom, mm-hmm. to be a better friend, daughter, sister, you know, whatever it is, it's going to help you it's going to give you this different perspective that you, that you never would have had, you know, not going through it.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. I couldn't agree more. And I am so grateful that you came on here with me today and shared your story. Oh, it's so wonderful and inspiring. And I love seeing this. Now I (laughs) knew you many years ago when you were going through the thick of it. And we talked then about how hard it was. And the, those were the work, the tough days and to see you now living this beautiful, happy life, having a happy, fulfilling marriage. It's just so awesome. I couldn't be happier for you. Thank you. Well, and
1: one of the biggest things Jen too, for me was having that support system, Mm -hmm. you know, going, going through the the separation, the divorce and after the divorce, I feel like that, um, and I didn't have family right there. Mm -hmm. Um, my closest, I, my parents were actually out of the country when I was Mm -hmm. going through it and my closest, I have a lot of siblings, but my closest one, you know, they were all States away. Texas was the Mm -hmm. closest one. And I was so blessed to have this amazing—I mean, God—it was—it was God-given, honestly—to have you and a number of other amazing women in my life at that point. And you really helped pull me through, uh, you because you would remind me of, to hold on to the hope, right? And you re- would remind me, and you—and—and and I still think about it today. That one day you it will feel like a nightmare. It will Mm -hmm. all feel like a bad dream, Mm -hmm. you know, as you go through it. And (laughs) and honestly, all these years, you know, ten years later, it honestly it does. It's but that but to find that support system, whoever it is to help you through it, family, friends, and to reach out to them and to and to not feel, not to feel like you cannot ask for help because it is a tough time and. And you need that support system to help you, to remind you of that hope to get you through it. So I, Aww. I just really, I, I thank you for all that you did to help me. You of did course. so much of to course. share your experiences with me and to pull me through. And I thank you for that.
0: Oh, of course, friend, honestly, it's such a labor of love to like this with you to go to recount all of my experiences and to be able to help any other woman Get through it, it feels like it wasn't just for me. You know, it feels like all that I went through and all that you've gone through, we it can help so many other women. We have walked that lonely road and we've, you know, come out on the other side, happier, better off, you know, and a and a much more fulfilling marriage. And better life. And I think that what we can share is that hope, like you said, that helps you get through. So thank you for sharing that. So I'm so grateful for your willingness to share your story. It's awesome. Absolutely. Sure. If you enjoyed what you have heard here today, please share it with your friends and anyone who might need some love and support. I would be so grateful if you would subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Bye y'all. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? There is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you. Go to GenzingMark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.